Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for today, God. We thank you for your presence, for your glory, for your power. Father, we thank you as the days are getting darker, Father God, you're going to get stronger. Father, we thank you that you're going to stretch forth your hand and do mighty, mighty things, Father God. You are a deliverer, your healer, you are Savior. You are not quiet and you are not hidden. Father, we thank you that we see you, we hear you, we believe you, we follow you. Father, we thank you that everything that we do, we'll do it for your glory, Father. Everything that we do, we do it for you, Father God. All things are possible for them that believe. Father, we thank you that you're raising up shiny ones, bright, those, Father God, that are hidden in Christ, magnified in the world, magnifying your glory, God, magnifying your truth, speaking the oracles of God, speaking through revelation, no matter what the enemy has in store for bad, God, you will turn it around for good. No matter what, God, you're turning it around. No matter what it looks like, no matter what this flesh feels like, we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony Let us testify of the Lord, for He is good and He is worthy to be praised. He is, He was, and He is to come. Many people want to argue about the names of God. But when they said, who are you? He said, I am. I am. That's all we have to know. He is. He is. We're not. And He's coming and we're coming and we're going to meet Him. We thank you, Father, for the strength in doing us, training us, showing us. We trust you, Father. We will not trust in horses and chariots. We will trust in the name of the Lord. He is our strong tower. He is our refuge. He is our strength. We thank you, Father God, that we hide in the shelter of you. You. We hide in Christ, the Word. We hide in the Word. The Word is our shelter. It's our lamp. It's everything. It's our food. It's our bread. It's our water. It's our washing. It's the whole buffet, the Word of God. We want to hear you in our spirit. For those who have ears to hear, we'll hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Speak to us today. Let us know and see and do. Be, say, and do. Be, say, and do. Be, say, and do. We'll be all that He said we're going to be, and we are. We'll say everything that He tells us to say, and we'll do everything that He tells us to do. And in that, our warfare will be less. Today's message is called Levels of Warfare. Levels of Warfare. 1 Timothy 1, 1 Timothy chapter 1, Paul's speaking, I'm going to jump to verse 3. And I beseech you that you abide in Ephesus that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. No other doctrine. We must have confidence in the doctrine. The doctrine of power. The doctrine of Christ. The doctrine of truth. Many people want to debate and have an opinion. But those that know the Spirit and bear witness with the Spirit, the Spirit is word and the Spirit is Christ, know the words of God. 
and what is acceptable might become unacceptable the more we get closer to the end. Neither give heed to fables or endless genealogies that minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. Edify one another in faith. That's the main thing we need to do, even in these last dark hours, when all darkness, all wars and rumors of wars and all these things begin to happen, we need to have faith. Because it's no longer us that live but Christ. So if Christ is living in our lives, our flesh is not what dictates our life, but it's Christ and His Word. Fables, endless genealogies. That's what they're doing. Jewish roots. No, we need revelation roots. Revelation roots. Jewish roots. Once I meet Christ, I'm not of this world. My mind must think like Him. We must move like Him. We must pray like Him. This message is about levels of warfare because I know people are saying, well, what's going on? I feel more heaviness than I've ever felt before. I feel this. I feel that. I feel these things. And it's because these things are on the earth. But in Him, we don't have to feel anything. In Him, we live and breathe and have our being. But if we come out of Him, how do we come out of Him? Out of His Word. As a protection in disobedience in sin, see, this is what makes us start feeling these things. But now these things are becoming multiplied, and I'm going to show you why. Because time is later, but not only that, even multiplied because of what is around us, the atmosphere, the realms, the heavenlies, the things that, when we're not in the spirit, we are in the flesh, and when if we're in the flesh, the the atmospheres, the tribulations, all those things are being felt. It says, Now the commandment of charity out of a pure heart and a good conscience and of faith unfeigned, from which, having swerved, have turned aside with vain jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding that you might what they say, nor with what they affirm. But we know that the law is good and then are lawfully, but knowing this, that the law has not made a righteous man, but a lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane and murderers and fathers of murderers and mothers and manslayers. In other words, Jesus says these two commandments, and then he says, if you love God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, and love your neighbors as yourself, baby, that's, Basically how you stay in Christ. Stay in His love. Love Him. Obey Him. Keep His commandments. The commandment of love. Strive to live peacefully among one another. And we'll be in Him. Because when we get out of those things, even though He loves us, we separate ourselves from the covering because of that. And that's what Satan's always trying to do. Get you. Get you to sin, get you, tempt you in some desire, or get you to get angry, to have an offense, to get these things so he can get you out, so he can begin, so you begin to feel the warfare, feel the oppression, feel the anxiety. So basically, now, as we're seeing even in America, in the world, things are going to be worse in the warfare because of what's worse on the earth, what's worse in the natural 
And I'll get to that in a little bit too. Knowing this, that the law is made of a righteous man, is lawless and ungodly, and for whoremongers in them that defile themselves to mankind and men's seals, and liars, perjurers, persons, and them, other things of the contrary is sound doctrine. So the Word of God. According to the glorious Gospels of the blessed God, I committed to my trust. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me for that He counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. And we know now, anybody's born again, they're in the ministry. You have the ministry of reconciliation. You have the ministry of serving one another. You have the ministry of imitating Christ. No matter if you're in a five-fold ministry gift, you are in the ministry. Because once you're in Christ, you're a minister, which means servant. And if you want to be great, you become the, the most lowest servant of all. So religion and the system of religion, all that wants us to have a title, have a, you know, something on our desk, a, a, a name before our, na- uh, before our birthly name, just like the world, but we're all ministers. So if you want a name, a title, that means you haven't really found your identity in Christ. You still want to be identified because your identity is tainted but you are a son and a daughter. So the identity that we look for is a minister. Ministry is serving. Everybody says, oh, I want my own ministry. Well, go serve. And you'll have your own ministry. You and the fruits of the Spirit, serving one another. And you can put on whatever name you want. See, everybody wants a ministry because they think they're not important. But every one of us is important because He just shed His blood. And if He shed His blood for you, you're important. And if you're here in this, listening to this message or sitting in this room, you're important because He led you here. He drew you to Him and to the church and in the world because you're sitting here because He loves us. And that makes you very important. It's not what we do that makes us important. It's what He did. We've got to be released from the spirit of religion because half of them that are in the religion aren't even sons and daughters of God. How this cause we obtain the mercy that first Jesus Christ might show forth his long-suffering pattern of them that should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. This is the faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners who I am chief. And the grace of the Lord was exceeding abundantly with faith, love, which is in Christ Jesus. You like that? I read it backwards. Am I in trouble now? No. No? It was good though, wasn't it? I read 16, 15, and 14 backwards. But it still sounded good, didn't it? Amen. Now, the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, and the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. I charge thee, Timothy, and God says, just put your name in there. I charge and commit unto thee your name, according to the prophecies which were, went before you, that thou mightest war a good warfare. I say a good warfare is I win a lot more than I lose. <laughs> I say a good warfare means we know that we won the war 
and we win most of our battles. Fighting a good warfare. Holding faith and a good conscience. Good conscience, right there. A good conscience. That's right there is like one of the main things. And Elaine even said, even first it was like confirmation of this message. God's already confirming the message. I got a text from Brazil, confirmed the message. The message got birth with um, counseling with a friend. And God birthed the message in a different situation. And then the message kept marinating and more and more. Then the confirmations came. So God is speaking, not just because I have this message and I pulled it out and say, hey, you know what? I got to do something today because if I don't have to do nothing today because he does it all, this is his message that he wants us to, to absorb, to say conscience. It is our conscience that makes us feel, do, and con- feel condemned. We condemn ourselves. That's why it says in Christ, there's no condemnation. She said, "How do why, why, you condemn yourself when your conscience condemns you? When you know right and you didn't do it, or you know wrong, and that's why the blood is so strong. But even if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and that's the blood of Jesus. So, I should mark these things. Which verse was that? Conscience." Okay, I'll find it. Don't worry. According to the glorious gospel, and committed to trust, person's country. No one was reading along with me. And God just counted it worthy. Okay, there it is. All right, I found it. Cause attain mercy, and Christ might show forth long suffering, for pattern of them should live after to believe on him to life everlasting. Now our King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only true living God. And then goes down to what I just read about Timothy, and then conscience of whom, and it talks about this guy, which we don't know nothing about, but obviously Paul did, have delivered unto Satan. Of whom in Hymenus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that he may learn not to blasphemy. What is blasphemy? Well, if we have the name of Christ and we say other things are not Christ, see, we know that the only unpardonable sin is blasphemy of the whole, whole, whole Holy Spirit. He's not saying he did it. He delivered almost. I don't think it's like Paul delivered this guy over to the devil. What he did was he released them. So what is he talking about? This guy was doing things and he's, God's like, okay, let him go. If he's a real Christian which I believe he was hanging out with Paul, he's delivered on to Satan. means we don't really deliver on Satan. They deliver themselves. He walked out of the covering, the protection of the Word of God, because he was blaspheming whatever he was doing. So now, what happens with us when we do these little things? We get out of it. So then now, the oppression and the things that are out there, we begin to feel them. And what do we got to do? Just get back in. Just get back in. When you're feeling heavy, get back in. Leaders and principalities and problems. So look at this, says in Proverbs, because now God was showing me about, so, so many people were saying, things are this, and I feel this, and things are getting worse, and um, I've, I've never had so much trauma or so much 
heaviness or so much um, anxiety and fear and all these things. But I'm like, well, nothing's changed in Christ, but we know things are getting worse. So it's not really that they're, maybe they're not changing to become more like Christ. So whatever they're doing, they've been living this religiosity, continuing to do and believe and think their own way and their own type of thinking. So, but they're now, the things in the world have changed. So now that things in the world have changed, they're feeling what the world is supposed to be feeling, but not us in Christ. Proverbs 29.2 when, when a righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. Well, if you're mourning, you're not in joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You can't have joy if you step out of the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is joy, peace, and righteousness in Christ Jesus. So, when we step out, we'll feel it more. So, in other words, right now, in the world, because of voting and power, and eventually in the end times, it says that they gave the people representing the beast coming out of the water, that they gave power to the beast. Power to the beast. But the beast is the Antichrist system. And this system is in the world against Christ. doesn't change what we have, the promises that we have, what we're going to do, how we're going to abstain, and how we're going to stand. It just changes the, the opposition that we're feeling, the opposition that we're seeing, and the things that are written coming to life. And if you step out in fear or step out of other things, you might feel it worse than you used to. But then that's where God comes in, and He uses all things together for His good. So what ends up happening is this. God uses those things out there to get you to come in more here, into Him. So watch this. So we know, this last couple years, we've had a lot of changings of leaders in different places and different things, and now you see the whole world getting worse. It's because that's how the world is, because God also has laws and things that he does. The only righteous one is Christ. And he's not talking about the kingdom and the church because he's talking about right now we're in the Old Testament talking about the world. And when you have a a unrighteous leader or a wicked person or or an evil leader, the people are going to be more oppression. Right? They're going to be have to do things. They're going to lose their freedoms. They're going to be um, under tyrannical control. They're, they're, they're going to lose the freedoms of the world. And, the same things. and these, these evil people, as if they're evil against the Word of God or the righteous or the conscience of man, it doesn't matter if someone knows God or not. There's a consciousness where man knows right and wrong enough. That's, it, it, it's already got every man and, and, and woman are made when they're born to, to know right and wrong because of that thing even a, a little baby that um you know they do wrong they'll just start crying because they're feeling what god put in us because that's the thing that makes us be able to make a choice and when we begin to make these right choices god begins to move in our life and begins to help us and lead us to him but when we conscious consciously begin to make wrong and bad choices we begin to be begin to get a reprobate mind and begin to be put off into darkness, into the thing, and then that's where Satan comes, and he begins to take over his children of disobedience. And we are the children of righteousness, no matter if we disobey one day. 
See, so that's what's going on right now. God wants to talk about these levels of warfare that we're facing and coming into communion with or coming and facing and then how all the other people are freaking out because they're not used to this. But the people that are in Christ and all that, they're not freaking out. They're just saying, oh, finally, or we know this. But people that are, are, are in false grace or don't really follow the word or don't want to even hear the word but think they're Christians or not are going to start feeling things worse and worse and worse because it's going to make them run to him. Outside of Christ, there's no joy. So when a wicked person's there, there's no peace. There's no joy. It's like, what, what's going to happen tomorrow? You can't really plan. When there's good leadership and you feel safe, you, you put your trust in these things and God's going to take this darkness and this world and all these things and, and make them basically everything that's going to be is going to eventually turn. They're all going to be against Christ because the whole thing is about darkness and light. So what, what's going on is, yeah, there's, it feels a lot heavier. There's a lot more warfare. Yeah, there's a lot because there's a lot of evil. And you see a lot of things breaking out now because of, of this uncovering of God's protection hand over the whole earth. Because even God stands for His laws whether we are in Christ or not. And that's why at the very end, He says enough. Mercy, grace, and truth is what Jesus came with. And, and God desires mercy over judgment. One day He'll judge the earth. And the closer we get to that day, the closer we're going to see the wickedness with our own eyes. And people's conscience being seared because they have no conscience anymore. And we need to have the consciousness of Christ. We need to have the consciousness of the Word of God and the fear of the Lord, to have the wisdom to be able to make the right decisions every day of our life as darkness is overtaking the world. Because no matter how much darkness overtakes the world, it cannot overtake the light in you. It cannot overtake the light at all. There's no way darkness is under the light. But those that are in darkness will not be able to see, but when you come, they should see your light. So we see what's going on today and it says too that do not let your heart overtake you and do not come in fear for the things that are coming on the earth. For many people, heart will turn to fear and they will be fearing the things, but we are not to fear anything. Because I believe just like in the book of Revelations, Look what God was doing for the church. God's going to be stretching forth His hands, doing signs and wonders when the evil are in rule over and when they start to come against and make laws against the church, against the bride, against the remnant. God will be working for us. God will be moving mountains. God will be doing signs and wonders and He will be protecting us. No matter what is going on all around us, that's why... We fight our battle in Christ. Like, you stay in Christ, you win the battle. You come out of Him, start moving in the flesh, you're going to start losing the battle. Because the battle is faith. And how do we stay in Him? Believing in the blood. Believing in His Word. Believing in what He said. Standing with the full armor of God. 2 Corinthians 10, 1-6 
Paul, I beseech you the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in the presence among you, but being absent and bold towards you. I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence, wherein I think that I am bold against some which think of us as we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, he doesn't mean walking in the flesh in the sense of sinning those. What he's saying is we're in this earthly body. People say, oh, walking in the flesh. Oh, he says right there, we walk in the flesh. We don't walk. No, walking in this flesh on the earth, this carnal tent. That's it. That's all he's saying. We do not war against other carnal tents. We don't war against other people's carnality. We don't war in this. We don't go and fight, fist fight somebody to prove that we're right. God's, because Jesus showed it when he gave himself to them when they wanted to fight. And Peter pulled out his sword. And then Jesus said, you don't understand. This is not my cup. Should I not drink it? Is this not my cup that I shall not drink it? But we do fight. We fight faith. We fight against principalities and powers in high places. We fight against the thoughts that come in our mind, that come against the Word of God. This is a real war. And we love. And we love our enemies. And we pray for them. It doesn't say we stand for them. We don't. We don't. And it doesn't, there's things of things that God might lead other people to do. He did a lot of things. What I'm saying about if you want to win the spiritual realm, because people want to debate about things, about protection and doing things. Hey, everyone has their own conscience, what God tells them to do. But I know what the Word of God says to do. And one day, you're not going to be able to fight. Jesus didn't fight because it was his time to surrender not to the devil but to the power of God to the power he didn't surrender he surrendered to the power of God and he had the victory sometimes all the time actually dying is winning when you're in Christ dying is winning when you're in Christ dying and walking dead is winning when you're in Christ we are Walking dead already, but we're alive forever. In other words, let our flesh be dead already. Let, our, let, our, let the opposition not be in flesh and blood, but in spirits and principalities and high places, having the victory. For our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God in pulling down strongholds. This is all about spiritual things. See, every, most everyone's problem is their spiritual climate, the spiritual place that they're hanging out most people have unbelief or hanging out and and listening to more things that are unbelievable because they don't say what the word's going to say they're saying what their eyes are seeing and if i say what my eyes are seeing i'm a liar because just what i see does not make it true i have to believe and see what the word tells me casting down here's the Casting down imagination, so he's saying about these principles and things, casting down imagination, every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. And what is the knowledge of God? The closest thing that we have to the knowledge of God is the Word of God. So the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. See, Satan's out there taking over flesh too, and he's going to do that, but we're now in Christ, so... He can't do anything. Like, no matter what happens out there, 
It might affect our natural life, but it doesn't should not affect our spiritual life. That's where Christ is taken. Even though Jesus sweat big drops of sweat like as blood, I mean they were just dripping off him, that was his warfare. But we don't really know what was what was he really going for? Did he really want to spend more time? Was he was he thinking about the nails going to be put to his hands and feet? Was he thinking about what was he thinking about? No one knows, but you know what? He made the right decision. And the warfare because no matter what he was going through a battle in a garden. And no matter what, he did it because it was written and he knew he was going to do it. Nobody wants to go through things. But when we finally decide to do it, something else happened. He got his thinking back. He started through the war. There's always a battle. And then all of a sudden, what happened? He was able to make right decisions. He was able to say some things. He was able to stand in front of kings of this world and, and rulers of this age and, uh, and say some things, and he was able not to, and to keep his mouth shut. He kept the fruits of the Spirit. He kept his peace. He kept, he stayed in the protection of his father, no matter what, in the atmosphere of losing his mind. Although John the Baptist didn't, was not able to do that. John the Baptist got arrested and he began to lose his mind in a way. Now, what I'm saying is lose his way. Begin to question. See, that's what the devil wants you to begin to question who you are. John the Baptist baptized him. He saw the heavens open, but what? He began to allow his mind to go other places, to begin to wonder, to begin to look around him and see the bars and see the prison that he was in and start to begin to think, you know, maybe I messed up. Maybe this is wrong. Maybe this, maybe that. And then what happens? His mind became the battlefield. Well, John the Baptist didn't have what we have now, the mind of Christ either. So we have way higher level the Bible says that John the Baptist is the greatest prophet of all time. And the Bible says that the least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. It's not there because of what? The Holy Spirit. Because Christ was greater and we are the imitators of Christ. We, now that we have been born again and filled with His Spirit, we are the same as Christ was. The only thing is the difference between us and Christ now is He was born a different way. Not a different way, but a different, without any sin, we were born in sin. And then we had this life that we lived. So we have all that behind us, our faults, our mistakes, our sin, our foreign, all that that the devil always tried to use in the battle of today. No matter how much you try to forget about it, it's always there. So that's why he says, forgetting those things behind and pressing forth to the mark of the high calling, which he's called you to. So forgetting those things, but see, forgetting those things, I, you can put it into perspective more about saying, you know what, not letting those things, 
Because sometimes also we want to say, well, we don't want to forget what God took us from because that could really mess us up too. But what he's saying is letting those things, looking back, concentrating, keeping our eyes on the old man and not looking at Christ. Keeping our eyes on the old failures and or letting the devil remind you and forget that God's erased all that and made you new, erased all that and he's not holding it against you. When you step out of him and you do it again, you think all that's holding against you too and then all of a sudden he can make you what? Un you lose the battle in your mind. It, 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 the boldness goes. You're you're unfruitful. You're you're you, you almost you you start to get anxiety. You you start to believe that because now that's the whole purpose of the preaching, the teaching, the messages, and the word of God to keep us our faith alive and to keep us sharpened in the word of God. So when the enemy does come, we continue to believe. So how's the easiest way? to win every battle, is to stay at the table of the Lord. To stay drinking His blood, eating His flesh. Drinking His blood, eating His flesh. The devil can't sit at that table with you. That's why he says, a double-minded man is in the stable in all his ways. And that's what James says. But then he says something about sitting at the table of devils and the table of the Lord. Well, when you go to sit at the table of devils, you're opening yourself up. It's not that you're not going to go to heaven and you're not saved. You're opening yourself up for warfare that you don't need to live. You're doing that. God's not doing that. But He's like, and He's letting you feel the warfare so you can go back to Him. He's using that. And we're going to get into that a little bit here. I'm not going to be very long today, but I want us to really understand about these battles that all we need to do is really repent and believe and we can begin to have peace. Because the kingdom of God is not a place we're going, it's within us. It's in our mind, it's in what we believe, it's, it's in the realm of the atmosphere. It's not by observation, you don't even see it because it's spiritual. Right now on this earth, we're living in a spiritual kingdom in an earthly world. But when we leave here, we're going to live in the kingdom of God and it's all going to be spiritual. I don't know, no one really knows whatever, but it's going to be no more tears. What does that kind of mean? There's not going to be any reminding of what you did wrong and feeling bad. And this is going to be joy unspeakable all the time. There's not going to be this thing where you just come out of it. You're going to be living in it and there's not going to be the temptation of sin and all these things. That's the promise. That's the good news. That's the whole thing. The good news is not just say a prayer and get saved and, and then be anxious and in fear and, and all these different things that we end up doing because of unbelief. Because of unbelief. And if we see the things that are going on, I was thinking about all these people doing this. There's people that are going to die in the next couple weeks. Many people. And they're fighting for a kingdom that's going to burn up. They're fighting for a nation that's not going to be anymore. And we don't even have the tenacity and the boldness to stand up for a kingdom that's going to live forever. And it's like, and, and you got to admire people for for that but i'm like i don't know if i'd want to do that you know for but basically that's the only life they know so if they don't know christ it's like well 
If I lose this anyway, why do I want to live anyway? If, I don't, if I'm going to be living in bondage, if I'm going to be in, in Egypt, and I'm not going to be a slave, and I'm going to have no freedom, we might as well fight now or die. For the sayings that people say, it's like, what is that saying? It's like, uh, live free or die or something, or die for something. So it's like a very thing. But we are, we are living now as ambassadors. Of, like we're living now in freedom of a kingdom. And it's in, in our mind. And see, if we can get our mind continuously protected, we can live pretty good no matter what's going on all around us. The peace that they're going to want later because they're just tired of wars and killings and death is going to be false because the real peace, Jesus came to bring a spiritual kingdom and a spiritual life. Satan comes to now try to Steal that, kill that, destroy that spiritual life of the kingdom of God. Although we might end up in car, carnal, um, we might end up in as um, when you, yeah, we might end up in you know killed. In a war, end up in a in a country that's in a war and get killed, but we live forever. So it's like we might end up in that, but that's not doesn't really matter anymore, because, and we have these promises. It's like when the book of Acts was like every time the persecution, God showed up more and more. He might not be showing up a lot because he doesn't need to, but when he needs to, he will, and we'll see it, and he'll always stand back up faith. He'll always back up faith. Faith in whatever you do. He'll back it up. Whatever it is, even on that little thing in your life, if you have faith in it, he'll back it up. Especially if he's, it's, it's written in his word. I'm talking about doing good things. Standing in faith. Doing these things. Standing up for him. Because whether you live or die, he's going to back you because you're going to go with him forever. And he'll take care of it other ways. Because his word is written. So whatever the enemy has in store for bad, God will turn it around for good. Using these things, and even he, all through the Old Testament, using these things to bring people to repentance. Casting down imagination. So what is imagination? The image, your own image of what you think something should be. Cast it down. The image of what the world says something should be. Cast it down. What is the only image that we should... Exalt Christ. And we are made in the image of God. Imagination, image, get rid of the nation. Image, Christ's word. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. But Jesus said, I come to give you bread and that bread and you shall eat it and live forever. It's his word. And not only that, do we just eat the written letter, we eat. His word with revelation. Revelation is tasty. Revelation is faith. Revelation is hearing. Without revelation, you're eating paper. And it's coming out. You're eating paper. There's a lot of ministers, they just eat paper all day. Paper prophets. But revelation is God speaking to you through His word and you're eating it because it's mixed with faith. And when it's mixed with faith and the blood, which cleanses us from all righteousness, that makes us righteous, we eat the, the word 
but it's the spiritual word. We eat. We eat that which we cannot really see. We eat in our spiritual. We eat. What is he saying? What was he doing? Well, for, what do you, how do you, well, for example, he didn't say, Peter, go preach my word. He said, feed my sheep. So if he was telling Peter, go preach my word, it's all different. See, we have a lot of people preaching the word, but that no one's eating because it's not revelation. It's not bread. It's just word. It's just somebody's word. It's a dead letter, maybe. It doesn't matter. But when he said, feed my sheep, he was the one that said, everything you speak, make it the oracles of God. So basically, he's saying, feed my sheep means feed the word of God. Jesus in us is feeding one another. Jesus is going to be the one in us feeding, but he's saying, Peter, feed my sheep. Well, he was a fisherman and he had and he was fishing now men. So what were the sheep? They were the the new converts, the baby Christians, the Christians, the older ones, whatever it was, the converted Jews, they were considered the sheep as he is considered the shepherd. But he he said to him, feed my sheep. So, what do we eat? We eat faith. We have to mix our faith in the Word, and when we hear it, we eat it, or we reject it. See, some people hear the Word, but they don't eat it. They reject it, because we're all hearing with this ear, but when your spirit hears it, and your spirit receives it, it nourishes your spiritual man, and your spiritual man gets stronger than your carnal man. See, that's why it's so important about heresies and other things. So when what we hear, all the lies like when I preached on riding the flood, we're going to be above it because the Word of God is above every other word. And that's how we stay in the peace of God. Genesis 50, 16-21 And he sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Your father command before he died, saying, So shall you say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, thy trespasses of thy brother and their sin. For they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive thy trespass for thy servants of God, of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spoke unto him. See what's going on right here? And his brother also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we are be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not. It's good, right? He's a righteous leader, right? Remember that thing of Proverbs? God put him there in that place because he had a plan. And it says when a wicked leader is in, everybody mourns, but they rejoice. See, they thought they were going to have to mourn. But God was in Joseph, and God was sent by Joseph, and God had a better plan for grace and peace. And he said this, And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am, I am, for I, for am I in the place of God. Wow. But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it 
unto good. To bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. See, God's going to use the evil to save much people alive. God's going to use the evil to bring many people to Christ. So whatever God's using, you can stay in that covering. See, Joseph had all the power to kill them. He had to forgive. He had to release forgiveness, which was a spiritual thing. See, it had to become spiritual before it became natural. Before he did it and made the right choice, he had to do it. He had to submit to the Word of God because God told him to do it. He had the power not to do it. He could have said, God, nope, I can't and I'm not doing it. As in the flesh, he would have done it. His brothers could have got slain. He would have destroyed the nation. He would have been a disobedience. Who knows what the Bible would have looked like. But, right? But he did it. And he forgave them and he opened up the kingdom of heaven right there. And peace came on them because he was a good leader. And good things started to happen. But when he died, what happened? The bad began to come in. And the other, and it said this, that the Pharaoh that knew not Joseph began to forget about Israel, didn't care about Israel, began to come and make war against thee. How it goes? That's how it's going to be with the church in Christ in the end times, all the shadows of what we're hearing and seeing and doing. But we can stay at peace because we are not in this world. We are in this world, but we're not of it is what I mean. We're not of this world. We're just in it. There's a, we're not of it. means we're not un, we shouldn't be under the elements, the oppression, all the things, the poverty, the, the sickness of this world because we're in Christ. Unless we begin to believe that we're still earthly and carnal. Then we separate ourselves from God. To be the carnally mind is to be enmity with God. So what we end up doing is we separate ourselves from that which is the benefits of the kingdom of God, which is joy, peace, and righteousness. He didn't say, but, you know, in 2020 there's going to be... And, you know, we're just going to withhold this part of the scripture... And then, you know, and then later, good, then we're going to get a new election and then it's going to get better. And then, okay, then it's the kingdom of God again. And then, you know, it's back and forth since the beginning of time. No, there's nothing new under the sun. Everything's going to happen until the final thing happens that history will repeat itself. The Antichrist will stick its head up and go down and people will fight back and forth on and on and on. But till the very end, and then the whole time the darkness is getting worse. Till the very end. But we keep our head out of the world and keep it in Christ that's why we're here today that's why we're here to edify one another to stand in faith no matter what we see we know we have this promise and we know the promise we have also for the world is the hope of glory within us so we want to live by that so Joseph right there he had all the choice and we have choices we need to stay in love so we can stay in the kingdom. Even when we get choices, even when we have the right. I mean, things are done wrong to you. It's right to people. It's wrong. But we give up our rights in the kingdom or we're going to end up living and believing and feeling the consequences of disobeying the word of God. Whether you were you right by doing it or not. You know, somebody kills somebody in your family. You want revenge. 
and you take it. In the old, you had the right. Right now, you don't have that right. If you take that right, which you have the right in the world or in the natural, you don't even really have it as far in the world. You have to, you know, you can't take the law in your own hands either. But to the sense of, that's right, I should hate this person, you can't. Because then you put your head out and you exalt your self above the Word of God, your imagination. This is why I think things are going to should be. I want justice. There you go. There you go. You're out of peace. I want to be angry without getting back. And you want to stay angry. I want to be bitter. I don't want to forget that person. I don't want this. I'm never going to forget. There you go. And you want to go and blame everything else. And you say, well, and this, that. But the thing is, it's you making these choices. Doesn't mean you're not going to go to heaven, but why not stay in heaven on the earth right now? Because it's in you. The kingdom of God is not by observation. It's within, within us. We need to start living from within so the fruits can bear without. When we begin to live within, whatever's happening around us doesn't affect us. And our conscience stays clean. Because when we do those things, we know we're right, what right and wrong is. So when the devil does come, he's right. Even though he might not be right all the way, he's, he's saying some things that are true, just like in the garden. But did God surely say, bump, bump, and a little things, and, well, her flesh lived, but her connection didn't. So there we see it. He's, he's right. Oh, yeah, I did do that. So how can I be bold? How can I be righteous? How can I do? Yep. You did that. I can't believe you know you're supposed to forgive that person. See, he'll, t- he'll make you... Not forgive them, and then when, when you're, like when you finally do it all, or you or you commit, the choice or the act or do the thing, then he'll come back and turn around and mock you for it, and and taunt you, and taunt you, and taunt you, and that's your peace, because you're not living righteous. But when you're righteous, he can't talk to you. He, you might be doing things in the world, but you're not going to feel the world. You're going to feel the. In the kingdom of God is joy, peace, and righteousness. So this is what's going on. Now people are like, it's not, no, yeah, but just get in Christ. Yeah, we have election now. We have all these rulers. That's why all this hell's breaking loose because of one election. And now we're feeling it in finances. We're feeling it in spiritual realm. We're feeling it in freedom. Everything, right? It's, 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 it's obvious, but to the world, they're blind to it all. And that's why you just it's like, what are you crazy? I mean, even if, it, and I'm not talking about righteous things, but people that are standing up for, for morality because we have a conscience. See, the people that don't have a conscience anymore, see, they have a reverent mind. They don't even know what they're doing anymore. And then the people that don't know what they're doing can talk to the other people in that don't know what they're doing to follow them, and that's what they're doing. And then they can cheat, steal, and lie and try to get what they're done. And at the very end, it's all going to happen. But, only the, but if the righteous do nothing, then that's going to happen faster. But the more that we stand for truth, begin to do things, and sit at the table of the Lord, we can get so much more done. And we'll stay in that protection, in that peace. Because it says it. In the Word, and we're, we basically know that. When we do something, and we know God told us not to do it, after we do it, then the devil's reminding us all the time till we really 
get our faith on, repent, and feel Him finally, because sometimes we got to feel God's presence to actually believe this word. And then all of a sudden, things get better. And then we're not going to... So God's gotten to the point where we're doing everything where it's not worth it anymore to get out there because it's getting way worse. So I'm going to just stay in here, the shelter of the truth, the shelter of obedience to Christ in the Word of God. Levels of warfare are higher, but they're not. It's only because you're out there. It's There's no more warfare in Him because it's... Peace. Peace. He is peace. So when we get out of His protection, we get out of His Word, His power, and His provision. Those are the things that end up happening when we disobey. Whatever are those, his provision, his protection, his power, and his word. Romans thirteen eleven through fourteen, and that knowing the time that now is at high time to wake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. What is the armor of light? Put on Christ. Put on Christ. The armor of light. Put on Christ. Let us walk honestly in the day, of, in the day not in rioting, drunkenness, in, the, in chambering, in wantonness, not in strife, and envying. See, those are all the things that our flesh did. And that's when we have all the warfare, the heaviness, the depression, the anxiety. And put they on, the here it is, the Lord Jesus Christ. And make not provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. We fight the good fight of faith because of all those principalities. But what are we fighting? There's, it's like beating the air. Paul says when you fight and you don't really believe, you're just beating the air. But you, we fight as one. That hits the mark. We, we don't beat the air. We got to believe what we don't see because it's already written. And that's where faith comes in. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. But not only hearing the Word of God, the Word of God that bears witness with you by revelation. See, so God's mercy, He uses these things to get us back to Him. But some people will not forgive somebody and they, and they want pray for me, but they won't obey. You, you can pray all day, cast spirits out. If that person is not going to forgive that other person, they're going to come right back. If that person is not going to do what God's telling them to do, they're, they're living out there. It's like you're open game. It's like, I have the protection of God, but you know what? I want to do what I want. And good, God said, I have peace. I live under this and that. And they don't, don't want to forgive or they hate this or they're not doing this or they're doing that, doing wrong, whatever area. It's like they're out here expecting to have faith in the Word of God and, and, and it's not, they can't have faith, really, because they know deep down and their, their conscience condemns them. So, like I was telling somebody this week, you got to have, um, people say, oh, I, I, I speak the word all the time, I should, and it's like, well, do you have um, gunpowder, and do you have lead in your bullet, or is it just gunpowder? 
Because if it's just gunpowder, it might sound like the Word of God. It might make all the noise of the Word of God, but it has no power, no evidence, because there's nothing in it from the lead that the thing that actually does the damage is not there. How many know that? And you're just shooting blanks. Because if you're in sin trying to fight the devil, you're just shooting blanks with the Word of God. But once you know you're righteous, there's something in that that the devil just knows and feels, and God will back it too. So it's not only that, you're actually sending angels, you're sending one, you're you're fighting something because you have the authority, if unless he even talk you can even be righteous, he can talk you, try to talk you out of even something that's yours. And if you just let him have it, he'll take it. But you can take it right back. Because we take it by force. Force of the Word of God that was given to us by the blood of Jesus. The Word of God that was given to us because we are now ambassadors of that Word. We are ambassadors of that Word, so when we use that Word, we have the benefits. But people try to use the Word and all the time, and, and you know that they're, they're in disobedience and all this stuff, and they do it, and they're like, it's like, and they're getting worn out, and they're not seeing the benefits because God does not lie. They will hit the mark. It's like this, the Word of God, no matter, you can be blindfolded and shoot it anywhere, it's going to hit because the Word of God is perfect. It's like this, it's like a heat-guided missile. The Word of God, when you're in righteousness and truth, it's like one of those things, no matter how much the plane goes everywhere, it just goes until it hits it. So you don't even have to, to aim, you, don't even have, you just have to be in righteousness and the Word of God will hit and do what it's supposed to do. It there's the scripture to back that the word of God will not return void but people are trying to use the word of God and they're in void or in sin and they're shooting blanks and they're like God and then they think God's wrong God's failed them God's not here God's when all they need to do is get in Christ that's what he's doing this season he's getting everybody in him because we're about to see the most glorious times that we've ever seen and we must be in him because he is going to protect the righteous we fight the good fight of faith because of those principalities, does not mean he does not love us. People say, like, oh, because you're out there, it feels like he doesn't love you because your conscience is condemning you. You're hearing the devil. And people say, well, God. And then people that are not doing the right thing, they go out here and they try to take the scripture, but it's, it's dead. And, and, and that scripture would be this. Who is that condemneth? It's Christ that died. But see, this word is for the righteous. You rather that risen again, even on the right hand of God, he that maketh intercession for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, shall distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or pearl, or sword? See, those are all things in the natural. They don't separate us from God. We can still be in this world, but we're not of it. So we could be in jail, but we're in peace, joy, and righteousness. There's no attacks to the mind and the feelings and the oppression. That's what we're all facing because you get out there and it's getting real worse because Satan, darkness is there. The light's in you. You got to stay in you, in him, the kingdom of God. So there you got it. So when you do, when he does try to come, because he'll still try to get you out, you just shoot the word and he'll go. He's trying, you know you're righteous and he'll know that you know. When he, when he sees, because what? The righteous are bold as a lion. Lions, just all they got to do is roar and everything in the jungle will run. That's all you got to do is roar. But 
But when you're not right and you think you're aligned, and then you, you don't understand in the spiritual realm and you're wondering what's going on because he knows what you're in. He knows what you're doing. And you and a lot of people talk to themselves because they get so much faith in the dead letter that they think and they can actually deceive themselves because you need to see the fruit of it or something's going on. So that's, that's what's going on with that. So he says this, and it is written for us sake, and we're killed all day long and counted as sheep for the slaughter. That's like I said yesterday. We know all these things that we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We're conquering our mind. For I'm persuaded neither life nor death nor prince of powers nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature, no devil, nothing can separate us from the love of God which is in See, there's a, tr- there's a thing that they those in Christ Jesus. But you see, even if you're out of Him, He still loves you, but you've separated yourself from feeling His love. Because does, just because you don't feel His love and His presence doesn't mean He doesn't love you. So this scripture still stands. Even if you make your bed, I think there's a scripture that says, even if you make your bed in hell, he'll love, yeah, you can make your bed in hell, but who wants to live there? Yeah, He loves you, but He's like, come back in me. I'm not hell, I'm heaven. Oh, what well, you know God's with it's like, yeah, but I don't I didn't create you to 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 make your bed in hell, but now that you made your bed in hell, how long are you gonna stay there? Come back, right? So that's what he's saying. I love you. So me having these things, these elements that take my presence will draw you back to repentance. So that's what it says when it says. The goodness of God draws me. So when you make your bed in hell, you know how good he is. You're going to go back and you're going to, it's going to be repentance because you know him. It's the goodness of God that draws us to repentance. It's because, wow, why would I stay here? Prodigal son, why am I going to eat here when even in my father's house to be a servant is better than this? And that's the thing of the spiritual realm. I'm persuaded. We need to be persuaded to, and we need to stay in Him. So when we, when we uncover ourselves from Christ, is when we take off Christ, then that's things we get heavy and feel the elements, but people are like, pray for... It's like, you can pray for somebody, but it's not always a prayer. It's, it's basically a decision they need to do because God is there. He loves us. He wants us... And He wants to reward us that diligently seek Him. And He wants us to know that when we do the right thing, that He's there for us. He's not there trying to say, oh, we're going to not do this and not let Him know. And the thing is, that's why the Word of God is so, because it's a mirror. It convicts us. We know what's right and wrong, and then we do it. That's why He has preachers today right now. People say, well, I know the Bible. What's that going to do? We need that the rain. We need the evidence. We need to keep continue. It's like I know the Bible. Yeah, you can know the Bible, but are you eating it? You can know the Bible, but is it feeding you? You can know the Bible. No, the Pharisees knew the Bible, but they didn't know Him. They weren't ready to eat His flesh and drink His blood. They just loved what they loved. But knowing the Bible, you can still have anxiety, fear, doubt, immorality, witchcraft, divination, wrath, idolatry, hatred, revelatories. Dissension, selfish ambition, and heresies and jealousies, and knowing the Bible ain't going to help you. But being in Him will. 
Those are the things that get us out of Him. And those are the attributes of, the, of, of walking in the flesh. Anxiety. Was even, he even puts heresies, right? Because if you believe something that's the Word of God, that's something else, or it's from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and you keep eating that, it's going to be what you believe and what you see. Because there's something really true about that thing. People say, well, you are what you eat in the kingdom of God. You are what you eat. You are what you eat. In the world, they say that like, oh, you know, in the kingdom of God, you are what you eat. You're going to eat the truth? You will be the truth. You want to reject the truth? You're going to be eaten and living in lies. And that's very simple. Our own conscience condemns us because then what happens? When our, we keep, our conscience keeps condemning us, we lose our mind. Because Satan is here to mess with your mind. Because if you can believe you're not saved, that's when he gives you the helmet of salvation. Then you, you'll start thinking you're not. And eventually, you won't. I mean, he'll, that's what he does. He takes, see, when, when, when the enemy starts to possessing people, he, he, he takes over their mind. And then once he got your mind, then he controls your body and everything you do and say. But he has to get your mind first. He can't just take over your body. He takes over your mind. Your mind is like the door. The, the, it's like your soul. And then he takes over your heart. First, he can he he makes your heart dirty so he can take over your mind because then he gets in your heart through unbelief, um, through unbelief, um, offenses, bitterness. You know your, your heart gets hurt and you don't allow God to wash it and you don't guard it for the issues of life you actually let crap in it and then he can easily get to your mind because your heart is bad and then if you have a bad heart then you're then what happens you your mind starts to do and then when if satan can get your mind people that's what deception is believing something's true basically but it's not but to you it's true and you'll die for that lie even though it's not the truth but how do we know it's the truth only for in him so we bear witness to the truth because of the Spirit of God as we continue to eat His Word. And this is where we can actually live in Psalms 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Everybody can stand up too. I'm going to start to close. He that dwells in the secret place. So you've got to dwell there. Where is that? In Christ now. Of the shadow of the Almighty, He will say, The Lord is my refuge and my fortress. In Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the nuisance and pestilence. He shall cover thee with feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be my shield and buckler. That's what, it's right there. This whole Psalms 91 is Christ. He shall cover thee with feathers and he shall, we shall not be afraid. When you're in Christ, you're not afraid anymore. It's only when you're conscience because you're like, yep, well, I'm going to be punished. Yep, I'm going to, because no, Jesus took, I'm in Christ. Yeah, I did that, but he, he took my punishment. You get out, all of a sudden you start believing, yeah, even though you knew that he took your punishment, you start questioning, well, maybe God is going to send me to hell. Maybe, I got it. That's why Satan wants to get out of this, so he can continue to torment. That's what tormenting is. See, Saul continued to be tormented because he never repented. Once you repent, the torment stops. How do you repent? You start to believe in the truth and say sorry and start doing the opposite of what you began to believe because it starts in believing. Change your mind back to believing the right thing and loving. Right there. Loving. Well, if you love, you will never need to repent. If you never step out of love, you'll never need to repent. 
Love and never have to repent. Some people hate repenting. Well, start loving. That's all you have to do. And some people don't know. That's why he starts to train us. And then he's like, I'm not going to love anymore because it's not worth it. It's not worth me having my right. It's not worth me having, you know, uh, I want, what do they call that? When you want justice. It's not worth you wanting your justice because your justice is going to get you miserable, tormented. You might as well put it all in God's hands and trust Him and be in Psalms 91. Because you see what's going on in the world now? The levels of warfare are getting higher and higher. Only not because you might not be doing, you're probably doing less wrong because you've been in Christ longer. It's because now when you do wrong, that same thing, it's way worse because now you're stepping out and Satan's got, Satan has a lot of power in this dark world right now because of all the wrong decisions, all the rape, all the incest, all the torment, all the fear, all the murder, all the um, robbing, all the different things. All the, that's why there's more diseases, more this, more that. He's, so when you get out of Christ, those things are going to affect you more because there's more of Him. But in Christ, there's none of that. And even if you get in this flesh, something happens. doesn't mean you're a spiritual man. But this is spiritual speaking. You can get spiritually sick. Spiritually sick. People are worried about your carnal body, but you're spiritually sick when you get out of Christ because your faith, when you don't have faith, you're sick. It's sickness. Jezebel's sickbed is, is Jezebel was teaching perversion. Basically, perverting the Word of God, taking the power, doing, uh, having own imagination. This is how things should be when God says, no, this is how it is. And that's what that spirit does in the church today. It perverts everything. And shall cover thee with feathers, and under thy wings shall thou trust. And thy shield and thy buckler, thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by night. That's a natural thing there in a war, but right now those are the accusations of the devil. The terror by night, that's, that's the lies he says. In the, if you believe and he sends some nightmare or bad dream to you, and you believe it's real and it's not from God, and you continue to believe and believe and believe it, what ends up happening? You wake up and, and it's actually happening. The terror by night will be your terror in the afternoon too. And the arrow that flies by day. What's the arrow that flies by day? Yeah, going along good. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you smell something. You see something. You hear something. It reminds you of somebody or somebody, something somebody did to you and you haven't forgotten them. And then all of a sudden you start getting angry and you lose your peace and joy or you want revenge. You want, it's these arrows that Satan reminds you. Oh, there's, oh, remember what she did to you? Remember that? And you start to meditate. You exalt yourself under casting out imaginations. And you start to think on those things that you ought not to. You start thinking on the things below in hell, things below on the earth. And then what happened? And then you want to blame the devil. But the devil's doing what he's supposed to. His job is to do what he's doing. I mean, it's not like... He's just being him. He, you can't get mad at him. you got to get mad at yourself and say, Oh, why did I let him do that? Because he shouldn't have that authority. I gave it to him because of my actions, because he cannot touch us. It says that, and the devil touches them not if they are in Christ. So we, and God's like, oh, I'm going to use the devil to keep you in me. Because if I didn't use the devil, most people would leave because our flesh is very tempting. We want to have our own opinion. We want to have our own rights. We want to make our own choices against the Word of God. So that's the whole thing. God knows what He's doing. But we want to keep us in peace and joy. So what? We can advance the kingdom of God 
on the earth. And that's what we're going to do. And that's what we're doing. Whether we have a bad day or a good day, we're doing it. And God's doing it. And we're going to get it done. Because thou hast made the Lord thy refuge, even the Most High thy habitation. Therefore, no evil shall befall thee. Therefore, no plague shall come to thy dwelling place. For he shall give his angels charge over thee. Well, when you're obeying him under the word of God. To keep thy, thee from all thy ways. Thou shalt bear thee up in thy hands, and thou shalt dash thy foot against thy stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, and the young lion and the dragon, and thou shalt trample on the feet. See, Satan even came to Jesus. He was doing everything right. He was doing everything right. So he, he, he was able to stand and not believe what the devil said, even though the devil said something that was true. The word says this. How come you're going through this? So you try to question. Why are you going here? Why are you doing that? Why are you living your life like this? Why are you doing this? Oh, oh, Jesus, he did it. And then Jesus knew the word. And he was righteous, so he, he didn't start believing the devil. He just came back with the word of God. Oh, because Satan said what was written too. But it was out of context. It was out of context. Satan's always going to come to you with the Word of God out of context. And especially if you're righteous, it's definitely out of context. He'll use the... Because vengeance is in there, penalties in there, hell's in there. He'll use the same Word of God. You've got to make sure you're not... Yeah, but that Word's not for me. That's for the unrighteous. That's for the disobedient. That's for the sinner. That's for, you know... Because He has set His love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver Him and I will set Him on high because he has known my name he has known my word when we have his name we have his word so he has known my name so when we take someone's name we take it we know it It says in my name that means you're one in my name you shall do these things in my name you shall have power in my name you're one covenant covenant in my name because thou hast set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him and set him on high, because he has known my name. And he shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble. See, you can be without him in trouble because it was your own trouble. See, there's trouble going all around, but we can be with him. And I will deliver him. And this is why we won't curse God, or we won't walk away or say, He failed me. We're going to know, oh, God's showing me this trouble, but He's with me. I hear Him right here. It's okay. We can do this together because we can't do it without Him. With long life will I satisfy Him and show Him my salvation. Soza. Mind, body, soul, strength. Soza. So we got to feel it so we can believe it. So we want to stay in His presence. Father, we thank You that no matter what's going on, wars and rumors of wars, Father, tribulations, Father, all these things that the world is going to happen. Father, we ask for the peace that surpasses all understanding. Not the peace that the world's going to pretend to give us, but the peace that is within us that is you, the bread from heaven, the sincerity and truth, knowing that no matter what we see and hear in the natural, it shall not mess with our spiritual. Father, we thank you that we are now spiritual beings. We are born again. We are a new creation in Christ. We are not of the old. We are of the new. Father, we thank you that we are becoming faithful sons and daughters of God, making war, standing in the battle. 
and not being hit by the arrows because our shield of faith, our helmet of salvation, all the protection is Christ. And Father, we put on Christ and we keep you on. We thank you for your promises, your faith. We thank you that whatever we're going through, we're just going through it because no matter what, no matter how much darkness is on the earth, your glory will cover the earth as the water covers the sea. And we thank you that the glory in us shall overtake us and our eyes shall see and our ears shall hear what the Spirit is showing us and what the Spirit is saying to the church, which is us. And we thank you no matter what happens all around us, we, are, we will be in you and in peace and joy no matter how many levels and how many things happen. And even if things change and there's some good leaders coming and we, we will not fall asleep because things aren't as bad when we step out of Christ. We'll continue to say, there's nothing worth losing your presence. There's nothing worth feeling your love. Yeah, we, you got to know He loves us, but I want to feel it. I want to feel it. I want to feel His love constantly. Father, I pray this, that our faith fail us not. I pray for everyone's faith in this room, everyone's faith listening on, uh, on, on the computer, or wherever, Father, that their faith fail them not, that they will believe in you and believe in your word and stay in you and they will, they will repent, forgive, love, and walk in truth in the mighty name of Jesus. And no weapon formed against them shall prosper. See, no weapon formed against them shall prosper. See, he doesn't say the weapons will continue to form, but they'll only prosper if we get out of Christ. Father, we thank you that our weapons are not carnal, but mighty in pulling down and throwing every fiery dart of the enemy and every lie and accusation and the accuser, the brother, will have to shut his mouth because he's not going to waste his time because we don't believe him. Because we believe you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.